You're listening to the Weekly Sermon Podcast from Liberty Family Church. For more information about our church, head to the website, libertyfamilychurch.net.au. It's so good to be able to gather together right here again after so long. How, I don't even know how long it's been. It's felt like a very, very long time that we've been able to be indoors, in person, all together. Not just a few of us, not just 30 of us, not just 50 of us, but as many as want to come. How good is that? And as Laura said earlier, you know, we, we are the church no matter where we are. Whether there's, there's one of us, we're a representative of God's church. Whether we're gathered in a small group in a park somewhere, we are God's church. We don't need a building to be God's church, but isn't it great to have a comfortable building in which to gather regularly to continue to worship and to get encouraged so we go on with the mission God calls us to. And there's no question about it, we really are better together. Who'd agree with that? We are better together, and we're better when we're connected in with one another. We're designed, I say this all the time, but we're designed by a relational God to enjoy relationship with Him and to enjoy relationship with one another. We're called to build one another up, to be invested in and invest in other people, to worship God side by side, like we were singing this morning. That was a good way of worship this morning. I love that. United together. It's actually what we were primarily designed to do, to worship God and to love him and love others. And as I said, you know, we've been doing it in so many different ways. We've been doing some in person, some outdoor, some indoor, some online only, some a mix of both. And hey to all those watching online with us today via live stream. And we can do that. It's great to build one another up in those ways. No matter what, here's the thing that I love. Isn't it great that no matter what COVID can steal, it can't stop God's church? No matter what. COVID can steal so much, and it has, but it cannot come against God's people gathering and worshipping Jesus together. So as we transition back to these in-person gatherings, I want to share with you a very simple message of encouragement that God placed on my heart for us, and it's this. Don't hold back. Connect in once again. Don't hold back. Connect in once again. You know, if you're with us today in person or online and you're seeking spiritual truth, you're looking for purpose, you're looking for direction, you're looking for meaning, and you think maybe Jesus might have something to say about those things, well, let me encourage you, this word is for you as well. Don't hold back, but connect in. Connect in with a church community. If you're online and you're from some other geographical area, can I encourage you? It's great having you with us today, but why don't you connect in with a local church in your area? You're welcome to stay with us, and we'd be honoured if you're local as well to encourage and journey with you as you seek out and discover hope in Jesus Christ. So if that's you today, I encourage you, stick around, check us out over the next little while. We'd love to get to know you and build relationship with you. And if you're watching this as a member of our church today and you're watching online, can I encourage you, don't hold back, connect in once again with your church. Connect in 
once again with us. Now, let me stress here, when I say this, I'm not even talking about connecting in with a Sunday service, right? I'm not even talking about getting together on a Sunday. Sunday services are great. In fact, I believe they're essential. I think Scripture is pretty clear that regularly meeting together is what God has instituted for our good and for his, the good of others and, the good and his glory, but they're only one small part of church life, of what it means to be connected. What I'm talking about and what God is actually encouraging all of us to do this year is to connect back in again more fully with Christian community. And that's Christian community that, in an ideal world, is in-person, face-to-face community. As good as live stream and, and Zoom and all these other virtual ways of connecting are, there's nothing like connecting in together regularly face-to-face with other Christians and doing this journey called life side-by-side. Now, I know for some of you, maybe some of you who are watching as members of our church from home, who are dealing with chronic health issues, that this is just not something that's possible for you right at this point in time. And maybe for some of you, you're dealing with just anxiety or just a deep sense of almost burnout from the season that we've gone through. And that's what's keeping you from gathering at this point right now. I just want to say to you, on behalf of all of us here, I'm sure you'd agree with me when I say this, we miss you, we love you, and we're looking forward to the time when you can gather together with us. We can all be together once again. But in the meantime, please keep connected as best you can with us. We'll do everything we can to keep you feeling like you're a part of our community and we'll keep caring for you and encouraging you in all the ways we can in this season. So don't be a stranger. Give us a call. Reach out. If you're happy to meet outdoors, I'd love to meet with you in whatever way too. We are better together. So please be sure to get together and connect in. We love and miss you guys. But for those of us who can meet in person once again, let's jump in. Let's jump right back in. Let's resist the urge to hold back and let's connect in once again more fully with our church. Let's give of ourselves and invest in deeper ways in 2022 in our church community for God's glory, for the good of others, and for our good too. So that's the word that I want to share with us today. But before I go any further, how about we just pray? and invite God to really speak to each of our hearts, no matter where we're at right now today. Let's pray. Lord God, we are just so in awe of you. Anytime we even think about you, God, our hearts and our minds are just overwhelmed with wonder and awe at truly what a remarkable God you are. We thank you, God, that one of the most remarkable things, for me at least, is that you are the God who loves relationships with your people. You stopped at nothing. In fact, you gave your very life, Jesus. That relationship might be restored between you and your children once again. And we just thank you for that, God. We thank you too, Lord, that your heart, your, your mandate, really, for believers to gather together regularly is in line with that. It's because, Lord, you love it when your people are together. You love it when your people are worshipping you side by side and you love 
it when your people are gathering together in your name. And so, God, we pray that you would just speak through me today, that you would just really reveal more of your heart for gathering together and connecting in and what that will look like for us and what parts we have to play in your family this year as we join with you in connecting in and getting together once again in fostering Christian community. So we thank you, Jesus. Speak through me and guide us this morning, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, you know, you might be thinking, well, it's ideal to gather in person, like it's ideal, but I really like this online thing. I like the convenience of getting up in the morning and sitting in bed with my PJs on and not really having to get too dressed up. Can't I just stick with online? Like it's, it's really handy for me. We've got a Sunday service stream. Some of us are likely watching this right now. We've got connect groups, we've got other regular groups that meet through online via Zoom. Meeting online is just more convenient for me right now. Won't that do? So I guess the question is, well, why is meeting in person so regularly with other believers? Why is that so important? Why is that so important? Well, today I just want to touch on a few, just a, a couple actually, of reasons why connecting together in person with other believers is so important. There are obviously endless reasons that we could share and reflect on, but these are the two that God's laid on my heart to encourage us with today. So let's jump in. Here's the first. Connecting together in person is so important because the church is one body. The church is one body. For those of you who were with us last year, you'd know that we worked our way through Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Who enjoyed digging deep into Ephesians? You know, in, in Ephesians 1, chapters, uh, sorry, in Ephesians 1 and verses 22 to 23, the Apostle Paul describes the church as being Christ's body, with every one of us being a different body part. Here's what Paul writes. Ephesians 1.22, And he put all things under his feet, this being Jesus, and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And as with a human body, Jesus' global church, because that's the, the body of Christ at a global level, and our local church in a, in a smaller localised setting of Christ's body functions most effectively when its members are together, doesn't it? Not disconnected, but together. Now, obviously, we can connect in online and we can come together via screens in a range of different ways. And these are great things that we can do. And I know that if I'm feeling a little bit under the weather, I reckon I'll be joining any group I can via Zoom rather than coming in in person just to be safe. But here's the thing, if this is all we ever do, we're really missing out. We're really missing out. We're technologically connected, but we're still physically disconnected. We can maintain relationships to some degree via screens, but we miss out on the fullness of the relational experience that we get when we're in the same room with other people. When, that we could be enjoying if we were in whatever setting it is, Sundays or throughout the week, 
meeting with others in person. Who can remember back to a time when you were dating? Can anyone remember back to then? Yeah, Yeah, a few of us. Can you think of that time when you were dating someone really special? They may be your husband or wife right now. Can you think of something like that? I'm sure it looked exactly like that, didn't it? Absolutely. Well, can you think of a time where because you were separated, you had to make do with something else? Who can remember, maybe some of us might be old enough to remember pre-telephone days where we need to like, anyone there? No, not quite? Not quite? Okay. Maybe ease of, ease of access to telephones. Some of us would know that if we wanted to maintain connection with the person we loved, we'd actually have to write a physical letter and then go and mail it in what we now call somewhat in a snobbish way, isn't it? Snail mail. Put it in the snail mail. Well, you would. You'd have to write your letter, you'd put it in the snail mail, and then you'd wait for a response. And as we know, through the world wars, that was the way that many people were able to maintain connection with husbands or wives and children, etc. Maybe for some of us, you would, would have had a phone call Like, that would have been the only way. Before the days of Zoom, before the days of FaceTime, maybe the phone call was the thing that that you used when you were separated from your love for whatever reason to keep connected. And hear me, they're good ways to keep connected. Who doesn't like getting a good old handwritten note from time to time? It's really special. We're so good at just shooting out an SMS or an email, but they're not as weighty as someone taking the time to write us a note and say, hey, thinking of you, love you. Thanks for what you do. Yeah. Right. We're, we're hearing descriptions of misspent youth here. I, I like it. <laughs> I'm sure you aren't. Um, and, you know, they're, they're good things to do. These things are not bad in and of themselves. But here's the thing, and I'm sure we'd all know this to be true if we've been in that scenario. When the real thing's on offer, who's going to settle for second best? Like, really? When the real thing is available and on offer, who's going to settle for second best? You're away from your love for a period of weeks and then you find out that they're coming back home, they'll be home on the Saturday night and you go, I'm just going to wait until a few weeks after, maybe a Tuesday or... No one's going to do that, are you? When you hear that your love is back in town, you just want to connect in once again. You want to be where they are. We don't settle for second best. And in a way, in a sense, that's kind of where we're at right now. And obviously we're, we're doing it in as safe way as possible, as Laura shared before. You are, you are very safe to be gathering here, but we no longer need to settle for second best anymore, or even third best, or whatever we've had to put up with at times. We can now gather all together, all together, indoors, with very few limitations on how we can gather. So we can get together like this, and we can encourage one another. We can build one another up. We can invest in and disciple one another and build strong relationships that go beyond just the superficial and help to shape people as followers of Christ. As we truly connect to one another, 
as we interact and grow together. And, you know, it's obviously good for us, isn't it? It's obviously a good thing to do. We can experience the fullness of Christian community where we're built up, encouraged, and discipled to live lives that glorify God and point other people to him. But not only that, by connecting in once again in in-person church gatherings, again, let me stress, I'm not talking just about Sundays, I'm talking about every opportunity for gathering as the church, we can build up, we can actually play our part in the church as well. We can build up, encourage and disciple others as we interact with people face to face. Here's the thing. You need the church more than you realise and the church needs you more than you realise. Let me say that again. You need the church more than you realise but the church needs you more than you would realise. I like how David Gunderson, a pastor from the US, explains this. He says, we're intricately knitted together as members of the church. We're not independent, we're interdependent. Our spiritual gifts are like eyes and ears and hands and feet that each play their part in the body's growth and mission. You know, whether you recognise it or not, You need the church more than you can realise and the church needs you more than you would ever realise. God's ideal for his church community, something that we've enjoyed over many, many years at Liberty Family Church as we we seek to foster authentic Christian community, deep relationships with one another, cheering and spurring one another on in what God calls us to do. This goes completely against what the world kind of prioritises and says is the, your greatest source of fulfilment in life. Our world, our postmodern culture, it's all about individualism. What can I get out of this? I'll go to that if I get something back. That, that's how it works. Or, you know, you, you should l- be kind and, and nice to people, but as soon as their rights go above yours... Maybe you need to pull back because you're, you're getting infringed upon. You know what I'm saying? Whereas God's ideal is, and his deepest desire, his heart, is that we would live and breathe and work together and serve together and love together as people who are united in him and interdependent. Interdependent, not independent. Not lone rangers, There's no such thing as a lone ranger Christian, but people who live and grow and learn and serve together in and through Christian community. You know, when we we don't neglect meeting together and we choose to connect in, when we choose to connect in and invest in community and encourage one another, as Hebrews 10.25 says, who knows that great things happen? Things happen that otherwise wouldn't have happened if we hadn't taken the time to actually invest in community with other believers. I'm sure you could think back if if you've been a Christian for a while or maybe even if if you're new to this whole Christianity thing or exploring, maybe you've been in relationship with other Christians and there's been something different about it and you kind of reflected back and gone, man, there's something, I really got something out of that. I wasn't expecting that. 
great things happen when we gather together. God's body functions effectively. It functions as it was designed and it brings blessing to all who come into contact with it. Because we're all able to grow. We're all able to play our part and exercise the unique spiritual gifts that God has given each one of us for our individual good. No, for the common good. For sure, it will be good for us. But the main aim in God blessing us with spiritual gifts is to build up the church in for the common good. And here's the thing that we don't often think about necessarily, but for God, all of this, seeing his body function as a beautiful, interdependent, knitted together, living organism working together in unity, this actually brings him great joy. Like God loves nothing more than to see his body, the global church, but also smaller bodies like ours here at Liberty. He loves nothing more than seeing us function together, learn together, work through differences together, encourage one another. He loves it. It brings him such joy because it is such a central aspect of his heart and his desire for us. He delights, truly delights, in seeing his body working like this. Oh, so good to be back in person, not preaching to a camera. I need more water when I'm preaching to you guys. All right, so that's the first. Connecting together in person is so important because the church is one body. And here's the second, and, it, and it's connected, as they, as they all are, really. But connecting together in person is so important because we wear a spiritual family. We're a spiritual family. Again, last year, as we explored Ephesians, we were reminded that the very moment of salvation, the very moment where we hear the gospel and we say to Jesus, man, I am just, I need you, God. I, I need you to deal with my sin. I understand I've got a problem here. I'm turning to you. I'm putting my faith in you. The very moment that we do that and we bow our knee and surrender before Jesus, we are ushered into his family. That moment, it's like an instant spiritual reality. Bang! You are, you've gone from being alienated from God and you are now a son or a daughter of God in that very moment. Isn't that remarkable? Paul, through what he writes in Ephesians 1, 4-5, he makes this clear. He says, In love, he, being God, predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will. And when, it, when that word sons there, daughters, don't worry, you're included in that. And the reason why he uses that word sons is because in that, that day, sons were the legal heir, weren't they? If, if someone passed away, who got, who got the legal rights of, of a family's inheritance or property or anything like that? It was the, the males of the family. The good news is that this word is used and it's designed so that all of us understand that we all have equal inheritance in what God 
has done through Jesus Christ. So no matter whether you are male or female, you have the same inheritance because we are all sons of God. How good is that? So through Jesus Christ, we've been spiritually adopted, spiritually adopted, and we have a spiritual father in God himself because of the love and the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ. And this is pretty, pretty special. And I, I would say maybe for some of us here, we, we actually haven't got or haven't had a fantastic experience of family, maybe in the past maybe even currently right now. This is really good news because, because we are in God's family, we have been blessed with a family. We've been blessed with spiritual sisters, brothers, mothers, and fathers. This is the work that God has done for every one of us, no matter our biological family situation here on earth. Paul, in his encouragement to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 5, he paints a picture of how God's family, how this, these brothers and sisters and fathers and mothers are to interact with and treat one another. Here's what he says. He says, Do not rebuke an older man, but encourage him as you would a father. Younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, and isn't this beautiful? Younger women as sisters in all purity. What a beautiful picture of how we as family, spiritual family, are to care for and shepherd and encourage one another. I reckon I could say, and do you agree with this, that that is the kind of family that you'd want to be a part of. Hey, now, hey Judah, speaking of family, here's the thing with this, God longs for his family to be just that, a family, and what do healthy families do? No, no smart comments. I was expecting a few. Stick together. Stick together. That's good. Like glue. I like it. I was expecting argue or it's true. That does happen too. But seriously, they live together. They eat together. They laugh. They encourage and they cry together. They pray together. They worship God together. They serve together they forgive together. They do most things together as they encourage and care and love one another out of their love for Jesus Christ. And don't get me wrong, we can do this to some degree on the phone, on Zoom, or even after church on a Sunday, which we're going to do in just a, a little while, where we enjoy a coffee and a, a piece of cake and all that sort of thing. But we can only go so far in these kind of settings, can't we? Just as a natural family would miss out on certain things if we were only to interact in these ways or if we only interacted irregularly even, so too do we miss out on so much if we only interact in these ways or irregularly gather with other believers. As I said Earlier, we're designed by a relational God to enjoy a relationship with him and with one another, to build one another up, to be invested in ourselves through community and to invest in others in community as well, to worship God, united together, side by side. And God 
here's the incredible thing. Not only are we part of Jesus' own body, not only are we spiritual sons and daughters, but this beautiful calling is to participate as well, isn't it? It's to participate. They're not just spiritual realities, but they're opportunities for us to embrace, to live life, the abundant life that Jesus came and said he would have for all his followers. And the kind of Christian community, I don't know where your mind goes when you think of this, but I always go to Acts chapter, chapter 2, verse 40, 42 to 47, and this is church life right here. He says, They, being the early church believers, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. That, that right there, that's the kind of connected community, interdependent community that God would long for us here at Liberty. And if you're watching with us and you're a part of a different church perhaps or whatever, it's part of God's heart for all his church people all over the globe. And one of the best ways, one of the best ways that we can experience this kind of community is by connecting in with a perfectly titled Connect Group. Friends, I'll, I'll say this straight, and maybe for some of you, you had a bit of a taste of what a Connect Group's like as you attended our Church in the Park gatherings, where it was far less formal and interactive, and there are opportunities for us to break into small groups and chat and things like that. But I'll, I'll just say this straight, you know, we're missing out if we're not a part of a connect group. And not only are we missing out, as I said before, other people are missing out because we're not in that connect group. Does that make sense? Like we really do. The body is lacking. It's, it's not operating as, as effectively as it could if we are not there and um, playing our part in that body. So what is a connect group? Very quickly, connect groups are simply smaller communities where we have the opportunities to develop deep, genuine and supportive relationships with other believers. And here's the thing I love about them. They're not just for people of a, a certain age. We make every effort to not separate groups into just age groups and that sort of thing. But the opportunity there is to genuinely have some spiritual grandparents in a connect group or some spiritual children in a connect group, people of all ages and stages meeting together where we can encourage and build one another up in our walk with God and also receive encouragement ourselves. And when we meet in connect groups, we come together to laugh. We come together to pray. We come together to enjoy great food and have delicious feasts, just like Jesus had plenty in his day. And we're also in a kind of environment where it's supportive. So if we're really struggling and if we're, if we're finding life hard and we've even got some doubts about some aspect of faith or something like that, connect groups are fantastic for people seeking spiritual truth. We can gather together in those kind of settings and we can know that we're in a place where people genuinely care for us and we can encourage one another. 
You know, we've got some exciting plans that I'm going to share to do with Connect Groups next week, um, so I'll share more on that next week. But for now, quite simply, I just want to encourage you, if you're not yet a member of a Connect Group, choose today to sign up for a Connect Group. If you're in one, and for whatever reason, it's been pretty difficult over the last couple of years, I know, but if for whatever reason you just haven't been able to connect in as regularly as you would have liked to, can I encourage you, invite Holy Spirit to give you the strength and, and, the, and a renewed passion for gathering and playing your part in his family and join back in with the one you've been in. Or if you want to join a different one, please come and have a chat with me and I'll link you in. Also, if you're, if you're here or you're listening to this and you have a real passion for these kind of groups and you're just like, man, I would love to see a group down in Lilydale or I would love to see a group over where I live, over the other side of the valley. Can I encourage you? We are looking to plant some connect groups in different areas. And when I say connect groups, in terms of leading a connect group, it is not a big deal at all. Can you open your home? Most of us can. Are you willing to put on the kettle, maybe have some biscuits or something? I reckon most of us can. I'm going to be resourcing Connect Group leaders this year like never before. So you'll have some, some guide and discussion guides and all sorts of things to also do that. Can you potentially start a conversation? Maybe. Most of us are pretty good at starting a conversation. If you can do those things... I want to encourage you, you can actually lead a connect group. You can, that's what facilitating a connect group actually involves. So if that's you, if you have a heart for seeing that happen, please come and have a chat with me. All you need is open home, be warm, and start the conversation. So the thing with all this is we are a spiritual family, yeah? And just like we're better when we're... Um, connected in like a natural family, we're better when we're connected in together as a spiritual family. And the connect groups are one of the key ways, one of the best ways for doing that. And that is in line with our vision as a church in that we don't want to be a church who just have connect groups. We want to be a church made up of connect groups. Yeah? We want to be so relational, so supportive, so deep in community together that we, by and large, everyone is linked in with a connect group, that we are a church of connect groups, not a church with connect groups. Does that make sense? So you can help us with that. Join one in 2022 and help us realise this vision that God's laid on our hearts. Now, as I wrap up now, friends, there's nothing new that I've shared today, which is probably a good thing. Otherwise, it would be heresy or some extra biblical thing, which you don't want. Um, but no, seriously, there is nothing new that I've shared today. There's nothing new under the sun. But the experience of what I've shared today, the experience of what I've touched on today can be new for us today and this year. 2022 can be if you're willing to to commit yourself and connect in with Holy Spirit's help, of course. 2022 can be a year of great blessing, growth and joy for you and also for the other people that you invest in through connecting in. The question is, will you? 
Will you? Will you respond? Will you, in 2022 and beyond, joyfully connect in once again with church community and play your part, play your unique, special part in the life of Liberty Family Church? Will you, and I'm speaking to those at home who aren't here for health reasons, if, if that doesn't make it possible, will you commit yourself in other ways to fostering community and investing in community? Phone calls, meeting with people in outdoor settings, whatever it is, just playing your part in fostering community together. This much is sure. If you do, if we all do, God will be glorified. The people you love and value here in this community will be encouraged and you'll also be super blessed and set off on the right trajectory for 2022 and beyond. I can assure you of that. So be encouraged today. Don't hold back. Connect in once again. Don't hold back. Connect in once again and just wait and see how God chooses to move and to use you in his plans for your life, for the lives of others, for the life of our church, and ultimately and most importantly, for his glory, for his name to be known throughout all the world and more and more people to come to faith in Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. What we're going to do now is we're going to actually close our service with communion. And as we think about connecting in, I just want to take our minds back a little bit to the reality that I, I touched on a little earlier, that prior to, and if we could have the welcome team come and get this sorted, that'd be great. You know, the reality that prior to Jesus entering earth, we were disconnected and without hope completely without hope. There was no, we had no way of, through our own efforts, trying to make ourselves right with God. We were still, we were people who were completely overwhelmed with our sin. There was nothing that we could do. And yet, God being the God of relationship, he made a way since before the very foundations of the earth, what an incredible thought. He knew all this would happen, and yet, out of love for us, he made a way and set that way in motion at the very, before the foundations of the world to connect us in with his Father once again. And so as we, as we reflect, and, and if we want to come up in a moment and take our, our elements... We'll then just have just a brief moment to sit and reflect. And I, I encourage you to sit and reflect on this simple thought. Because of Jesus, I can connect in with God again. Because of what Jesus achieved on Calvary's cross in dying for, in our place for our sins, because he did that, we can connect in with relationship with God again. And not only that, we're in right relationship with God, forgiven completely, cleansed by the blood of Jesus. We are connected in. We're in like Flynn. There is, we cannot get any more in than we are because of Jesus Christ.
He has done it. He has made the way. And that is what we celebrate. And that's what we're going to close with today together.